Leviticus in chapter 13. And while you're turning there, we'd like to welcome our radio audience. It's Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. It's just the side of Greenham County, out of Carter County. You can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. We do thank God for the privilege also of knowing that you're tuning in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. The word to which I want to bring today is a word that, you know, we go back to the Old Testament truths and there's a lot of pictures and types in the Word of God, especially in the Old Testament, about future things and about things that are. You know, we look at the, the book of Leviticus in chapter 13, we have a, we see a problem with humanity. It's called leprosy. Leprosy is one of those diseases that even today has not been eradicated. There's leprosy in the Far East and the Middle East. We see different things that transpire in Africa. And this is a problem that plagues many, many nations in the world even today. But it was especially troublesome in the days of the Old Testament times. In the days where these men of God had to deal with it in a way that would uh, protect the rest of the body of the people that they were in charge of. This, this leprosy, as we look at it today in typology, is a picture of sin. It's a picture of what happens in total depravity. When a man or a woman developed the, the disease of leprosy, it actually was not just in one part of the body, and it did not affect just one part of the body, but leprosy affects the whole body. And regardless, not just the body, but even the clothes and, and the bed, uh, the bed makings, the bed clothes that would be, uh, that would be on the bed, you know, it, it affected everything. And that's what sin does today in, in mankind. It is, man is totally depraved. You know, today we hear people often say that man has a spark of goodness in him and if you fan it hard enough, it'll turn into a flame that'll lead to salvation. Well, God's Word completely speaks against that that uh, foreign doctrine. As a matter of fact, God's Word says there is none good. There is none righteous. There is none that even understandeth. There is none that stirreth up himself to take hold of God. They're altogether become unprofitable. That's what God's Word says about humanity today. In the book of Leviticus in chapter 13, we see a disease that completely overwhelms an individual, such as sin does in the life of a human being. In the first three verses of Scripture... As the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron here, He was giving them directions on what to do and how to deal with this thing called leprosy. The Bible says in these first three verses of Scripture, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, saying, When a man shall have in his skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, and it being the skin of his flesh like the plague of leprosy, then he shall be brought unto Aaron and the priest, the priest, or unto one of his sons, the priest. And the priest shall look on the plague in the skin of the flesh, and, and when the hair in the plague is turned white, and the plague in sight be deeper than the skin of his flesh, it is the plague of leprosy. And again, I want you to remember, sin is more than just a topical problem. 
Sin goes all the way to the core of an individual. That's what total depravity is. The Bible says, and if it be deeper in the skin of his flesh, it is the plague of leprosy, and the priest shall look on him and pronounce him unclean. In verse 7 and 8, the Bible here describes, But if the scab spread much abroad in the skin, after that he hath been seen of the priest for his cleansing, he shall be seen of the priest again. And if the priest see that, behold, the scab spreadeth in the skin, then the priest shall pronounce him unclean. It is leprosy. Again, you know we have the knowledge of sin in our lives. Humanity is not born without a conscience. The conscience will let an individual know when they're doing wrong. That's a reason why that uh, when somebody does something wrong, most generally it's try, it is tried to be hid. Even, even in the youngest of, of generations, these little children know that when they've done wrong, they understand that, they they, they know that, you know, there's a time after being taught that they come to a place of knowledge of knowing right and wrong. The Bible says, listen, that even from a youth, and, and, and when Paul was dealing with Timothy, he's talking about his salvation, that from a youth, he knew the scriptures that brought about eternal life. Folks, I want you to know something. You know, it, it's often been said that, you know, you've got to be careful about teaching young people about Jesus. Folks, I want you to know something. The greatest thing that we can do today is bring these young ones up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, teaching them about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. There's... There is one of the greatest things that a parent can do right there is teach about Jesus and Him crucified. The Bible goes on to say in verse 44 of this text, speaking about this one who, is, who, uh, who has appeared with leprosy. Verse 44 speaks about the fact he is a leprous man. He is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him utterly unclean. His plague is in his head. You know, I'm afraid that's where the plague of sin is in humanity today. It's not only in the head, but it's in the heart of, of an individual. He says again in verse 45, And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent. And his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip, and he shall cry, Unclean, unclean. All the days wherein the plague shall be upon him shall be, shall he be defiled. He is unclean, he shall dwell alone without the camp, shall his habitation be. I want to bring a message today simply entitled Leprosy, a picture of sin and the sinner. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, again, Lord, as we bow before your throne, we thank you for the day which you've given us. We thank you, dear God, for the opportunity to once again bring forth the glorious word of salvation. Father, I understand that the first thing that an individual needs to realize is that they're a sinner. Just like the leper, Father, they are they're covered from head to toe with a disease that cannot be just topically, topically covered. Our works will not cover this kind of sin. Lord, I pray that you will help the, the hearer of thy, thy word today to understand. If there be those here today that are lost and undone, if there be a, a sinner in this house today, a lost sinner, whether it be in this house, out in radio land, or somewhere around this world, 
as they listen to sermon audio. Lord, I pray today that you will cause them to understand that sin is more than just skin deep. It affects the whole heart and soul of an individual. And dear God, there needs to be a cleansing. There needs to be an announcement of sin upon the body and heart of an individual. Father, today I'm praying for this congregation. I'm praying, dear God, that you would open the eyes of an individual. Lord, that you would cause them to see they're just like this leper. And dear God, without the cleansing agent, without the power of the Almighty, they stand even now in jeopardy. And if they should leave this life without you, that sin of total depravity will completely overwhelm them. And there is no remedy once this body has ceased to live. Father, I'm praying that men's eyes will be opened this morning. While there's life in these bodies, dear God, help people to realize the the sin and the picture of leprosy and what it is and how it affects their lives, their mind, their their decision making. It affects every part of an individual. So Lord, I'm praying that even this, this hour you would open the eyes of those who stand in need. Save souls and save lives. Help us that are redeemed already, dear God, as saved sinners. Help us to realize what we've been saved from and help us to rejoice in our great salvation. Oh, Father, today I pray, bless this service. Bless the hearer of thy word that there may be a difference in the life of a hearer that's under this roof this morning. Forgive us, dear God, our sin. For it's in Jesus Christ's name, His sake that I pray. Amen. Leprosy, a picture of sin and the sinner. Emmanuel, to our visiting friends and our radio audience, sin is a transgression of the law or of the Word of God. And according to Proverbs in chapter 14, in verse 34, in the middle part of that verse, it says that sin is a a reproach to any people. And today as we come to understand what sin is, the Bible says that sin is a transgression of the law of God. And we have been born into that transgression. From Adam and Eve, we have all, we have all been infiltrated with this plague of sin, or if you would look at it as leprosy destroys the body, so does sin destroy the soul, mind, and body of a human being. Leprosy, according to our text, I believe is a most fitting symbol of sin. And church family and to our friends, within our scripture reading today, we can even smell and view the stench of leprosy in your mind. Leprosy was a, was a form of, of of skin and and body deterioration that would cause rot. It was a putrefying smell. It was an ugly scene at best. It was was a white pussy, uh, 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 a putrefying scab that would come across the individual. And many times that individual will be covered from head to toe and to the sole of his foot with this thing called leprosy. 
And it wouldn't be long that that leprosy would destroy that body. Folks, that is the, the most fitting example of what I can say that sin is represented here through the disease of, of leprosy. Sin destroys the whole of mankind. Regardless of what uh, men say today, there's not a spark of goodness in any human being. The Bible says that we are born in sin. And in sin did our mothers conceive us. We come forth from the womb, as the Bible says, speaking lies. It isn't very long that we realize that these children do not have to learn to sin, but they've been born into it. There's coming a time in their lives they're going to have to trust the Lord as their Savior or they're going to be destroyed by sin. We see the evidences of sin in people's lives. The debauchery that we see in our nation today is because of sin. The idleness that we see in our nation today is because of sin. Listen, I want you to know that sin is a ruin to any people. And sin will ruin the lives of, yes, even our dear children. That's the reason why today that mankind needs to, number one, be praying for our children. And number two, we need to be telling them about the way to eradicate this disease of sin in their lives and in their hearts. The Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We can see the terrible disease as it putrefies and spreads and makes everything that it touches unclean. We view it as, a, as it was diagnosed by the priest as being more than just skin deep. Behold, the leper was even driven outside of the camp. And many times he died without the gate. In other words, on the outside of, the, of where safety would have been. Many times in our lives today we see people who die, who have died without the camp. In other words, they have died without the proper security. And without the proper care in their lives. They've died spiritually. They've been overwhelmed spiritually by this disease of sin. And everyone that's in this house today has had that problem. Thanks be unto God that God is still in the saving business. Amen. Thanks be unto God today that He's still in the uh, sin eradicating of, of lives in the hearts of mankind. You see, when man is saved, when mankind is saved, listen, the reason why that we're at death, the Apostle Paul was able to say to be, to be absent from this body, to be present with the Lord is because his soul itself had been eradicated of sin. The leprous spot of sin had completely been annihilated in an individual, but these old bodies have got to be changed yet. You see the reason why today that we take these old bodies and we place them in the ground, the Bible says that that, that body cannot go to heaven until it's been changed. In 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, it talks about that change at the resurrection. When Jesus Christ comes back in the clouds, listen, that old putrefying body that's laying out there in the graveyard somewhere, maybe it's on one of these hilltops around like so many of our cemeteries are today in this area. But in those places, I've been to different grave sites where, you know, it was common practice back in the day that the only thing that they have would have been, if they were able to have, would have been a, just a wood box. They didn't have, you know, they didn't have laws in those days that you had to have a vault or a body bag or anything like that. They were just placed in the ground in some areas. 
And that box, when it began to, to disintegrate, right along with that body and everything else began to disintegrate and go back to the dust of the earth. You know, as you look at those indentions in that ground, there's one place in particular that I visit where there's a, a, a great deep hole there. And that's because the man was buried without a vault and, and it's all caved in now. It's all, it, I mean, it goes down pretty deep. And I thought about that. You know, today people look at that and they think, well, that body's gone. There's a way that God's going to bring that body back one day. Listen, saved and lost alike, there's a, there's a resurrection of both. There's a resurrection of that body of the damned also who is going to be, who that body is going to be brought back together and, and that body and that soul and that spirit are going to be cast into the lake of fire at that last judgment. But also that body of that individual that's saved by the grace of God. That body that has been, that has gone back to the dust of the earth. We go back and, you know, I was in Virginia last year and, and we went and visited our, our, our family's, uh, a grave site there. Down in Giles County, Virginia, in a little community called Pembroke. And there upon that old hilltop was, was the Lybrook Cemetery. And upon that cemetery, there were, there were old, uh, they were old stones. I'm talking about people that died in the mid 1800s and what have you. They had been, they had came there from, from, uh, uh, the, 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 the northern states and after they had crossed the, uh, the sea from Ireland to Germany. But there they lay. And those little indentions in the ground, as you think about it, as, as you look at those places, you wonder about the lives of those individuals that are placed there in that ground. There's nothing there now but the dirt of the earth and, and that body has gone back to the, 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 the dirt of the earth from which it came but at that resurrection day, listen, that body's going to come back together. In a miraculous way, that body's going to be given a, it's going to be a body that cannot die. It'll be a body that cannot be destroyed. Those that are saved are going to be raised into a life of, uh, uh, of, of bliss forevermore, the everlasting life. But those that have been, that have died in sin are going to be raised into damnation of life. When they're cast into that lake of fire, they're not going to be uh, uh, completely just burned up and annihilated in a puff of smoke like you hear people say today. You know, those men, that cast the Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when, when they were cast into that fiery furnace. The Bible says even those men that cast them in died immediately. That was on the outside. Can you imagine what it's going to be like on the inside? Now listen, those people that die in sin, those people that die with the with the plague of leprosy of sin upon them. Listen, the Bible says those, those bodies are going to come forth and they're going to be judged one last time. At the great white judgment seat of God, listen, I want you to know that when they're standing there, the Bible says heaven and earth flee away and there's no place found for them. In other words, it's just them and God. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. God's going to show them the plague of leprosy upon them. God's going to show them the plague of sin that destroyed their lives. And now, they're about ready to receive their final judgment. Can you just imagine what it's going to be like in that day when, when mankind stands before the Almighty and there's nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. 
And God looks at them and says, you're guilty. The Bible says there's going to be preachers even in that day, people that have prophesied in the name of the Lord who are going to say, have we not prophesied in thy name and done many wonderful works? He's going to look at them preachers. He's going to look at them deacons. He's going to look at them Sunday school teachers that never were truly saved by the grace of God. He's going to say unto them, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. You know what he's going to see? He's going to see the, 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 the scab of leprosy upon them. He's going to see the scab of sin upon that heart. Listen, I want you to know something today that what I'm saying is real and it's true. Maybe you're in this house today. Maybe you've been thinking about salvation. Listen, don't think about it any longer. Know this, that God says, I've come to seek and to save that which is lost. He's come to bring healing. He's come to bring a change. And I'm praying today that it meet the will of the Father to do just that in the life of an individual. That a soul may be changed, that a soul may be saved, and that they may be eradicated of that dreaded disease called sin. The first thing I want to look at today is that, that this, this view of sin is more than just skin deep. You go back to Aaron and Moses as they were, as they were told what to do with this individual, how they were to view them and look at them. Think about it. As they looked and they saw that leprosy. And as they began to look upon that body and there was leprosy on it. The Bible says they were told to call them utterly unclean. That means in our language today, totally depraved. Regardless of what mankind says today, there's not a spark of goodness in us. Regardless of what men will say today, I heard, a, I heard a, a Baptist preacher so called one day say that all you gotta do is there's a spark of goodness in all humanity and all you gotta do is fan it a little bit and they'll come to life. No, they won't. You fan that spark and it'll flow up a flame of devouring sin. Listen, I want you to know today that the Bible says in the book of Romans that there is none good, no, not one. That's a reason why today you need to understand that sin is deeper than just our, our fleshly desires. It goes clean to the heart of an individual. Leprosy was not merely a surface eruption, but it was a disease that corrupted and mutilated and deformed the whole body the heart of an individual. The problem is not just on the surface, it goes much deeper than that. Today as we think about this, we understand uh, 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 what humanity thinks about themselves. You know, I've heard men say to me, well, preacher, I think I'm going to be all right. I believe that, that I, I, I know what the Bible says and I think that's what's going to get me in. And the Bible says, regardless of what you think of yourself, you're not capable of getting in by yourself. We're not saved by works of righteousness. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, it says it very plainly. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You know, today if we, I mean, what do people say? You know, uh, you know, when you're on visitation and you're talking to people about Jesus, about their salvation experience, this is what I often hear. Well, preacher, I was baptized. Well, preacher, I, I prayed through one day. Preacher, I've given all of my substance. I've given of everything I've given to the church. You know, all of those things are wonderful things, but listen, they will not save you. 
The only way sin will be dealt with is with the blood of Jesus Christ. And listen, when it covers you, listen, it don't just cover the outside, but it covers the heart of man as well. That's the beauty of the blood of Christ. We sing, uh, uh, we sing that old song all the time, nothing but the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Friend, I want you to know today that is the, that is the absolute truth of what the Bible declares. There's nothing can save you except for the blood of Jesus. Because the, the problem comes from deep within. Superficial works will not cover it. What did Adam and Eve try to do in the Garden of Eden? Adam and Eve done their very best to try to cover up their sin, did they not? I mean, they worked at it. It was, a, it was something that they really worked at to try to cover up their nakedness. They went out and they gathered fig leaves. They had to trim those fig leaves down, no doubt. And and then they had to sew them fig leaves together. They had a work involved in it. But when God looked at them, what what, what was He able to do? He could still see their nakedness. He could still see right through their work. You see, a fig leaf is not going to cover you very well. Somebody mentioned something about skinny jeans. Well, go listen. I want you to know something. You'll never catch a preacher in skinny jeans. Oh, that's not even a no. But you need to understand something. What you try to cover up your sin with will not work. You need to know that, listen, you could turn over a new leaf today and begin to live a righteous life from here on out. But if you don't have the blood applied, all that is is just like a man in skinny jeans. It's a filthy looking. I sat and I, I, I pondered this thought of, of, of humanity and, and how it is that men today don't look at themselves as if they're as if they're a putrefying sore like Aaron and Moses would look upon the leper. They would look at him and say, listen, you're, you're full of disease. Today, people want to pat, pat people on the back and say they're all right. I witnessed an individual telling me, he said, uh, their preacher come to a dying man who was 90 some years old and unsaved and he looked at him and patted him on the back and said, you're going to be all right. Never giving him the truth. Folks, I want you to know something. Without the truth of Jesus Christ and Him crucified, listen, you'll never be all right. That's a reason why the gospel is so essential and that's a reason why today that I felt so led of the Spirit to bring out the gospel because I know it's the only means by which you can eradicate the sin disease in your life. It's the only means. But I want you to know this. You see, the, the leprosy started in one spot and, and a lot of times it's on a hair follicle or something. And it would begin to, to show forth a, a white eruption and, and then oftentimes the hair would turn white. Don't look at my beard. My beard is white as snow. But listen, those, those hair follicles, they would turn the hair white because of the leprosy. Kind of hard to hide that, you know what I'm saying? But even if you could have took a tunic and, or, or whatever it is and wrap your head and cover up that part of you, the Bible says that that, that leprosy would spread. And it wouldn't be very long. The eruptions would be, be coming down the, the head and into the neck and into the rest of the body. It would completely defile the whole body and it's even if you were able to cover it up, you know what you still had? The stench. The stench. Have you ever seen 
what it's like to have a, an old bull. I don't know, you don't see them too often, but I had one once on my finger, and I'm telling you what, it eat every bit of the, the meat away from that finger, and there for a long time it was an awful look. But that stench, the smell of putrefying flesh, it is a horrific smell. And it's something that you cannot just uh, cover up, you know, with a deodorant. You cannot take a good bottle of uh, a preferred stock or whatever it is and try to cover that stuff up. Because it would, it would make it worse. They would take and they would cover themselves up, but you know what? The eruption of the leprosy would come through the covering. The eruption of the, the leprosy would not just come through the covering, but it would, it would leak out odors of, of stench. That's what sin does to us today. Sin is, is more than just a, uh, just a spot. Sin is something that destroys the whole of mankind. And regardless of what you try to cover it up with, it will not work. You can, as I said a moment ago, you can take good works and you can do all you want with them. But good works are not going to cover up the stench of sin. There has to be a real covering. Some weeks ago, maybe it's been a couple of months ago now, in our doctrinal teachings, we, we brought about the, the atoning covering. That's what sin needs today, Amen. That's what sin needs. And as a matter of fact, that's what leprosy needed in that day. It needed a miracle. It needed a miracle to go away. Friend, I want you to know something. That's what happens in salvation. There's a miracle performed. There's a miracle performed. And listen, the Bible speaks about the fact that that smell and that stench of sin can be taken away with the blood or the atoning covering of Jesus Christ. Does that mean you'll never sin again? No, it doesn't mean that. As long as we have these old bodies and the old nature, and the new nature is going to be a fighting amongst each other, you're going to be feeling this draw to sin. Yes, you're going to feel that drawing to go out and, you know, start your old life back up. Peter felt that, didn't he? Brother, when you brought, brought that out this morning, it made me think about that. Peter said, hey, I'm going fishing. I'm going back to my old life. You know what it done? It took a bunch of men with him too, didn't it? That's what sin does. It don't just affect you, it affects everybody around you. Think about that. Listen, he said, I'm going back to my old life. You know how, he was, how, how the Lord found him? Found him naked. He found him to a point where he had to jump in the water to hide his nakedness. Folks, that's what sin will do to you. Sin will leave you destitute. It will cover you whole. The Bible says in Numbers 32 and 23, listen, sin's going to find you out. Sin will find you out. Sin defiles. Sin makes a mock of humanity. That's the reason why today that if you're in this house and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, that's the reason why today you're in danger. You may not realize it, but you would realize it very quickly once you're outside the gate. Once you're outside the safety of the city. The security of the, of the loved ones. You see, at any moment, at, at, in the time in which we live today, at any moment, all you got to do is look at the world situation and at any moment the Bible, the Bible's final the Bible's, the Bible's final display could be had even in this house right now. What am I saying? The rapture could come at any moment. 
And then guess what? You're outside the gate of safety. You're outside the, 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 the realm of, of security. And that sin is going to completely annihilate your whole system and body. And there's going to come a day. You say, well, preacher, I know what you're saying. When that day comes, I'll know and I'll, I'll trust the Lord then. You know what the Bible says is going to happen to you? Those of you who have heard the gospel, those of you that have heard the truth and the way of salvation, those of you who have been told the way to eradicate sin and leprosy out of your lives, listen, the Bible says you're going to believe a lie and be damned. There's coming a time when you're going to be sent such an illusion that you believe that, man, that has to be right. And you're going to go after it and the Bible says you're going to be damned. Damned to a lake of fire. Damned to, a, to an existence without God for eternity. Damned without, a, without mom and dad at your side. Damned without your grandparents that lead you away. What a tragedy sin leaves behind. Amen. What a tragedy that sin will leave you with. It'll leave you in a position where you'll never have the safety. You know, there is coming a time upon this earth before, before the final judgment. There's coming a time when, you know, you think about this. When the people of God are raptured off the scene, guess who goes with them? The Holy Spirit. He who was the restraining agent of sin is going to be gone with the children of God and then all chaos is going to be un unfolded upon this world like it's never been. You think it's bad today? Listen, this ain't even a drop in the bucket. When the Holy Spirit and the people of God are gone, you, you watch and see what happens. Well, I hope you don't. I hope you're not here. I'm hoping that even now you're, you're, you're considering your own, your own salvation. I hope that even now you're considering your own safety. Because when that day comes, when the Holy Spirit is gone, and He who has restrained all this sin, you're going to see a time when sin is going to just... It's going to erupt in things that you have never even imagined. I look at society today and I see things go on that I couldn't imagine 25 years ago. I can't imagine uh, when I was just a little boy. I, can't, I couldn't imagine the things that I'm seeing today. I couldn't imagine that. It wasn't even in our thought process. It wasn't on our, it wasn't on our scope. We had no idea about some of the things that are right in our faces today. I had no idea stuff like that existed. You wait till the Holy Spirit's gone. You think it's bad now. We look at things that go on in, in life today and a lot of people laugh at it. A lot of people make fun of it. A lot of people say, I right, let them be. They'll... You know what they need? They need to be told there's a payday coming. There's a judgment seat waiting. But the, one of the greatest things that you'll never see again is you'll never, you'll never have the closeness of the Almighty. You see, even today, believe it or not, you may be in this house, you don't know the Lord your Savior, you don't know, you don't know anything as, as far as salvation is concerned. You know what? God has blessed you to be in this house to where you can hear it. God has blessed you to be in this house where you can receive the warning. God's good to you. God's grace is even now manifested in this house 
And even now the Holy Spirit is in this place and, and the Word of God is coming forth and that's the Word that the Holy Spirit takes and uses to awaken a lost sinner. You're, you're, you're blessed beyond measure today. But you know what? You'll realize the very, the very moment that God cast you into the lake of fire, you know what you'll realize? You'll never, never know the experience of God again. You'll never know the knowledge of God in your life again. The grace that He bestowed upon you. The breath that He gave you to breathe. The ability to walk and talk and to rejoice. The ability to have joy and peace in your life. You'll never know that again. Because the sin that, 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 that destroyed you is now, is now just erupting beyond compare. The Bible says there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth in hell. What are you going to be weeping for? Because you had a way of escape, but you wouldn't take it. Every gospel message you ever heard is going to come back to you. Every gospel tract that you ever received from an old preacher. Last week I, I delivered a bunch of them, buddy. I, I mean, I was, I was canvassing... This area, and I was I was coming in here, and I I had to make two or three stops into this into this uh, church house to get more tracks so I could give to more people. You know what? People that die who received that are going to going to going to know that the rest of their eternal existence. That track that was giving them, you may you know the one that maybe you threw in the trash. I had a man stop out here in the parking lot one day. He was trying to give me fits and what for. And I give him the gospel and I give him a gospel tract. And I told him I cared for him. And I loved him. I loved to see him saved by the grace of God. He took that thing and began to tear it up and wadded it up and threw it right against my chest. And man's no longer here. I wonder if he remembers that today, if he never trusted the Lord as his Savior. Listen, I want you to know that I guarantee you that he felt the papers as they fell out of his hand. And he'll never forget that. Friend, I want you to know something. That's what sin will do to you. That's the reason why today you need to know that sin separates you from the God of heaven and from the glorious good news of salvation. That good news that even today as we sit in this house, you can't see it. The angels... Gather around to hear the gospel message to have no idea what it means. You see, God never sent His Son to die for the angels. They're fallen angels who are reserved in chains of darkness even this very hour. I don't know, but I say that they're hearing the gospel. And they're probably wondering. Folks, I want you to know something. There, there are those today in our midst that you cannot see. Angels unawares. You know what they're doing? They're, they're, they're intrigued by how God would send His Son to die for you and I. You know, as we said in this house today, where's your thoughts? Where is, where is your thoughts today? I don't know. I, I don't believe the angels can read our minds, but this one thing I do know, I know the Almighty can. He's the most omniscient. He's the most all-knowing God there is. There is no God like Him. He is the living God. And the Bible says we're to come unto Him for salvation. As we say goodbye to our radio audience, listen, I want you to know, I pray for your souls. I pray God's salvation to you. And I pray for this congregation that's gathered in this house today. Listen, you, if you're here today and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, I want you to realize that today, today is a day of salvation. Today is the day that you could be eradicated of all that erupts within your body now. The sin. Listen, you're sitting here at this moment and maybe you're wondering, is it my time? 
Listen, you've heard how that Jesus Christ came today. And He came to set the captive free. Today He came to eradicate the sin disease in our lives. And he died on the cross of Calvary. He was shed all His precious blood. And every drop of blood, listen, was shed for a reason. It was shed for a sin of you and I. He was buried and on the third day arose again that we might have life and have it more abundantly, says John 10.10. Now, our radio audience is gone. Our time has probably already expired off of our CD, but listen to this. You know this. You You need to have this cleansing power, this atoning blood covering you because it's the only thing that will eradicate You think about the lepers. You know what it took? It took a miracle. It took a, it took a direct miracle to, to change that leprosy. And it takes a miracle today to save a soul from hell. That miracle is Jesus Christ coming to pay your sin debt. To pay it in full. He came to save your soul. He says, all them who come unto me, I will in no wise cast out. This is to you today. If you're here and you don't know the Lord your Savior, this is to you. You know what He's saying unto you? Come unto me. Maybe today, maybe today you're one of those people that, that needs to come to the Lord. Let me just say this today. It, it, you know... I've heard people say all kinds of things about salvation, but this is one thing I know. Salvation is to those who will come unto Him. You know, somebody asked me one time, knowing that I'm a, I'm a sovereign grace, uh, doctrine of grace man, and somebody asked me, well, how do you know who those whosoever wills are? It's those whosoever will come unto me. He says, I'll give you rest. Let's all stand, please.